Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello and welcome to Royals Review Radio. I'm your host, Jake Milham, and joining me tonight is going to be my co-host, Jeremy Greco. Jeremy, how are you doing tonight, man? I am doing great because I am not at home where apparently they are having a water outage for the last three days. Oh my gosh. Look, we are so Virginia, not prepared for the cold at all. We gypped our faucets. We did the whole thing. We are still, we still don't have water in the washing machine. Barely any water in the kitchen sink. We're we're making it do. I'm about to go get the old uh, washboard that you only see in country bands nowadays. About to go wash my clothes out in the bathtub, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm getting desperate out here. The, the apartment complex I live in sent out emails uh, today telling everyone that if they'll bring buckets to the clubhouse, they'll escort everyone back to the pool so they can get water to flush their toilets with. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Ugh, I don't even I, Nope, 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 nope. We're not talking about that on this podcast. We're not doing that. <laughs> <sighs> um, look, it is. Oh man, there's a really good transition. I just don't want to say it because I don't want to dunk on Ryan O'Hearn. Look, that is that is the big news for today. Just happened earlier this morning. Um, Ryan O'Hearn has been designated for assignment from the Kansas City Royals so that they can make the Jordan Lyles two year contract official. Jeremy, I'm not going to beat around the bush, man. Um, How would you react when you heard the news? Uh, I was pretty shocked. Because, of course, they they already did the deal with him. And if he's going to be the first guy off your roster, why did you do that? Yeah. But then I did a little bit of reading. Uh, and according to MLB trade rumors, it's actually this is actually complicated. So the thing is that he has enough service time that he could outright he can decline an outright to triple A, assuming he clears waivers and is not traded or released, which all I, he's he's going to clear waivers. I don't see anyone trading for him. The Royals don't have to release him, so he can decline an outright to AAA. But because he has he doesn't have five years of service time, if he declines the outright, he doesn't get to keep the money. So the 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 money basically guarantees he's going to be in Omaha for the Royals to call up when they think, okay, yes, the shift is truly and well ended. And Ryan O'Hearn is set to destroy the league once again. (laughs) Hey, look, let's, let's be real though. Jeremy, the guy was pretty valuable off the bench. I think where fans got really, really tired was seeing him in the everyday lineup. Like I saw him in the starting lineup a little too often for my liking. Um, 
But yeah, Jeremy, thank you for the breakdown of the contract because that was one of my first questions when I saw that is like, okay, so are they like, do they still have to pay all this $1.4 million? Like that is a very boneheaded move. If, if you ask me, like, is that how you reacted? Yeah, because they didn't have to do a deal with him yet. They could have just said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep you in arbitration." Uh, you know, we'll get back to you with the numbers a little bit later. You know, uh, yeah. and, and then they could, or they could have said, "You know what? You're gonna be the first guy off the roster. We want to keep you, but you're gonna be the first guy off the roster. What are we gonna do?" So it was it's just weird for them to say, "Here's guaranteed money." Also, now you're cut from the first free agent signing we make. Yeah. Was Lyles the, he was he was the first major league free agent they signed, yeah. No, well, second. No, Yar- Yar- Yarbrough Yarbrough. was first. Yeah. So, um, look, I'm, I'm glad the Lyle signing is, is final. Glad that we don't have that cloud kind of hanging over. Um, I didn't think Wyatt Mills would get claimed, much less they make a trade away for Wyatt Mills. So I'm not not saying nothing's possible with Ryan O'Hearn. Um, you know, best best to him. I know he was a pretty common punching bag for for all of us, but at the end of the day, the guy still gotta you know make some money somehow. He gotta make a living. So I hope that he and, finds you know if I was him, you know it's not his fault that the Royals keep him on the major league roster, and he yep. would be stupid to walk away from the money. Yep, that's true, and that is you know, Jeremy. Let's just ask the the freaking question: Should fans' frustration be with Ryan O'Hearn, or should it be with the Royals? Oh, it should absolutely be with the Royals. The Royals clearly had no idea why they were keeping Ryan O'Hearn. They just knew they were going to do it because yeah. he sat there on the bench for almost the entire year. You you mentioned that um, fans were upset with how often he got starts. I was sitting there like, why is Ryan O'Hearn here? He's not he's not starting. He hasn't started in like three months, and he's pinch hit twice. What are, what are we doing? Why? Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, like I said, if I'm Ryan O'Hearn, I'm getting paid to sit on a bench. Best ballpark. It's got to be frustrating. You want to be out there playing. But at the same time, you're getting paid pretty good money. (laughs) Hey, look, I'll I'll take one point four million before taxes and all and all that jazz. Still pretty good money. My book. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, man. But look, at the end of the day, O'Hearn is. More than likely, I'm going to say it. Well, no, not more than likely. Definitely out of Kansas City for the time being. Um, he might go to Omaha. He might go to another team. We will see what happens I, there. Um, there was I would be very surprised if he doesn't end up in Omaha to start. And I would yeah. I would honestly be kind of surprised if he doesn't find his way back into Kansas City at some point. Yeah. Uh, I expect Nick Prado will struggle or he or Pasquantino will get hurt. And then they'll say, okay, we're going to demote you. We're going to try Ryan O'Hearn one last time. And then, <laughs> and then when it doesn't work again, uh, they'll finally cut him and let him let him go. Yes. If you love him, let him go, Kansas City. <laughs> well, and so the I'm, I'm trying to think of how to really describe Ryan O'Hearn because – at the end of the day, he is a quad A sort of guy. Like he is, he's yeah. going to be too good in AAA, but he's just not going to get it done in Major League. Kind of, and the first guy that came to my mind was Ryan McBroom. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he looked he had great. all those pinch hit home runs the year before Ryan O'Hearn did. That you know what? <laughs> That's a good point. 
but he just couldn't latch on because at the end of the day, he's not a major league player or an everyday major league player at the very mm-hmm. least. Um, so we might not have seen the last of Ryan O'Hearn things kind of up in the air right now. Um, teams do have, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, there's about 10 days. There's a 10 day window where they could put in a claim on him. Um, and we'll see what goes from there. All right. These the, McBroom and O'Hearn are the kind of guys that you expect to see go to Japan or mm-hmm. Korea and, and, and find some real success there. Um, just because they offer raw power that isn't necessarily able to be found in those markets. Yep. Um, well, and so I, I think that I don't know where McBroom is right now, but I expect that that's what will happen to both of them before too long. Well, and McBroom's still overseas. Um, okay, I, so he's already overseas. Yeah. Yeah. He so he was over there last season. And just like you said, he I wouldn't call him like a bona fide star, even at that level. But he was mm-hmm. definitely very successful and he was getting the recognition mm-hmm. for his power and what he brought to his team. So. There, there's something there. If I don't think Ryan O'Hearn has a big ego, but I'm sure some praise and adoration would be a good change of pace from his time yeah. in Kaufman. <laughs> God, from everything I've heard, he's a he's a genuinely nice guy. The stuff I see on Twitter, like you, you know, he's he reads all not all the stuff, but enough of the yeah. stuff out there that. He and we've seen how some guys react when they see negative remarks on the internet around here with uh, with certain guys across the parking lot last year. Yeah. Um, so we've seen how some people can react, and he 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 kind of takes it. Seems to be taking it in stride. He makes himself the butt of jokes. So I'm rooting for the guy, whether it's for Kansas City or for you know the occult swallows over in Japan or whoever uh, he ends up playing for. I, I would like him to find some success. Yeah. And, you know, we we have to make that make that known. We might have griped about Ryan in the past. It's not calling him a bad guy or nothing like that. We just want to see the best Kansas City Royals team out there on the diamond and wish Ryan nothing but the best. And but we are on from Ryan O'Hearn to Jordan Lyles, the the future of the Kansas City Royals, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Pitcher. Yay. Woo. I, I have um, a, I have a feeling that Jordan Lyles is going to very quickly get the same treatment Ryan O'Hearn did. Yeah, well, it's probably. it's fitting that he's taking his roster spot. Yeah, I know, right? So we will uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one, though. Thankfully, we uh, we have a big old track record on Ryan O'Hearn. Nothing really yet on Jordan Lyles in uh, in powder blue, so to speak. But um, that wasn't really the only Royals related news from today. Um, Lynn Worthy of the Kansas City Star, love him or hate him. I think most people hate the Kansas City Star and love him. But he was one of the few (laughs) remaining beat writers for the Kansas City Royals. And he is moving on to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, I believe is what it's called. Moved on to a bigger market. Going to go cover the Cardinals for them over there. Um, Jeremy, look. We we don't we don't try to play up what we are. We are we're guys who like to talk about baseball. We uh, we are smarter than the average bear, so to speak. But uh, but we don't cover these guys every day and travel with them. Oh. Um, do you from where you're sitting? Do you think that beat writers have that much value for every team anymore? One hundred percent, one hundred one hundred and twenty five percent. I think that. 
we couldn't do our jobs without beat writers. Um, I think that largely what what we find ourselves doing because we aren't the beat writers, we're editorialized. We take the news and try to contextualize it and offer opinions and, and stuff like that. Um, and without the beat writers to give us the news, we don't have anything to work with. Um, and as I've said before, and I'll say again, Kansas City Royals have been blessed with terrific beat writers for for years upon years now. I, heck, the Chiefs beat writers have been great, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's telling that everybody who leaves the Royals or the Chiefs beat moves on to a better job exactly. every time. And they don't stick around long. Um, I, I mean, Andy McCullough is national baseball writer for the 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 athletic now therese paler moved on from the chiefs to run yahoo nfl like these guys are going out there and they're taking big important jobs yeah. um and and even uh you know as we said lynn is moving on to st louis it's a bigger market uh we saw alec lewis move on from the kansas city royals beat to take on an nfl beat uh the minnesota vikings beat so, you know, everybody's just moving on to bigger and better things all the time. And it's because they're talented and they're doing good work and it's being recognized. Um, so I think we got to we got to look at that as a, as a bright side and, you know, just hope that uh, the, that the Kansas City Star and the Athletic keep the line moving, as it were, and, and get us the next couple of uh, really good beat writers. And, and, you know, we'll just have to hope uh, Ann Rogers hangs on for us until we know what, where else our news is coming from. I know, right? I know, right? So when you when you look at the roster now, it's really dwindled down. Of Josh Vernier and Ann Rogers are really the only standouts. And, you know, if you would have told me last year that Ann Rogers would be kind of the most senior beat writer uh, for the Kansas City Royals, I, I would have <laughs> kind of scoffed at that. I'm like, what? How? She She just got here, didn't she? But um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're absolutely right. You know, it it speaks to the quality of the work and the quality of these folks as you know, just as a person, that they always they're taking that next step up, um, going to bigger markets, going to to bigger beats overall. So I'm I'm happy for Lynn. Um, I am I am genuinely concerned though. I will I will say this. Um, with who is going to take over the beat for the athletic and for the Kansas City Star, because the athletic has not shown a whole lot of interest in filling Alex's spot. Like they left his spot open for the past like two and a half months of the season. Like baseball was in season and there just wasn't anyone talking about Royals baseball other than uh, who was it? Rustin Dodd. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was still talking about Royals baseball for the athletic focused a little bit more on the Royals than he had been too. That's, that, yeah. that's a good point. And look, I will, I don't know why people gripe and complain when they have to pay for the athletic. I definitely think it is, is worth your money. They are not sponsoring this episode, but <laughs> it, it seems like whenever they need to fill a hole for a time being, it's still quality work and it's still good stories. But I am, I really want someone to just tell Royals stories again. So that's yeah. what I'm worried about. And, and and there's something to be said for, you know, the the flaw with the keep the line moving plan as the Royals discovered. Yeah. Um, so the, the star and the athletic and KCRoyals.com have to keep replacing beat writers. 
they're eventually going to find a dud and it'll be a bummer. Um, and, and the biggest bummer will probably be that the dud will stick around for a while because uh, the, the really good ones, they're gone after a year or two. But we'll, we've, we've, you know, had subpar, uh, I think, beat writers before. Other other teams have subpar beat writers and they, yeah. they've figured it out. We'll We'll get through it, too, if we have to. Yep, that is an excellent point. Um, but if you want to stay on the Royals beat yourself, please go check us out at RoyalsReview.com. Um, we've got new content coming out every single day. You can interact with other Kansas City Royals fans on there. You can even make your own posts. You can even write your own articles under fan posts. That's, um, that's literally how I got started on Royals Review. See, there you I go. went in there and I wrote I wrote uh, probably four or five fan posts. <laughs> and then Max was like, hey, we need a new writer. And you've been writing a bunch of fan posts. You want to you sign up? I was like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. Hey, you know what? That just speaks to your quality of work and just how, you know, <laughs> grinding it out, man, can can get it done. Right. Yeah, I, there's there's opportunities to be had. Um, and, and writing for Royals Review, I, people complain to me sometimes for uh, the breadth of topics I'm willing to cover when the <laughs> Royals are in the offseason. Yeah. Um, but it, it speaks to the quality of the team and to the trust that Max has in us um, that I'm allowed to expand <laughs> that I want to write into. Um, and and I would, I, it would absolutely, if you like writing about baseball uh but absolutely recommend you know this is this is a great place to try and write for go go submit your stuff to max exactly exactly well hey before we get back on the uh the royals <clears throat> the royals pulse ourselves we're gonna take a quick ad break most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like google meta and apple but some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. And we are back on Royals Review Radio. Jacob Milham and Jeremy Greco here. Um, Jeremy, I am, I will say, I know it's Christmas, it's not Thanksgiving, but I am thankful for the fact that there has been some Royals news lately, um, uh, because it is, it was pretty dry at points and I am scared that we're going to hit another dry point. Um, here come, well, come in, oh, we, we will the new year. What'd you say? You've been, how long you've been, you've been doing stuff for the Royals since before you joined Royals Review, right? Right, And I've right. been doing this, this is my fifth off-season. We, we've yet to have an off-season where I didn't have an extended series of just nonsense because <laughs> the Royals just weren't doing anything. The first year, I tried to keep it relatively Royals-focused. I did like a, I did a, a Royals Top 100 prospects. Wow. 
by years list from uh, it was it was a big deal. But then I, two years ago, I I reviewed uh, Steve Fiziok's book over the course of the entire off season. Nice. That was an adventure. Um, and then I one year I just did a whole bunch of baseball movies, and now this year I'm just like, well, whatever movie I could think of. <laughs> hey, look, as as long as Max keeps posting it, because we we ain't just putting stuff out and see what sticks. You know, Max has to read it himself and says, Hey, I think the Royals guys are gonna like to read this. So it's it's not just us, yeah. I promise. No, and he uh he, he shut me down before. Yeah, I, yeah. I was doing the I was started a review last year of the Korean drama uh oh god I suppose the name of that show. Uh, but it was about this girl gets sent to jail for accidentally killing a man who was assaulting his sister. Okay. Um and and, and it was kind of a, a dramedy, it was comedy and drama. And I wrote like uh six episodes of reviews and no one was interacting with them at all. <laughs> Uh, and Max was like, yeah, can, can we make, let, let's move on to something else now. <laughs> kind of, kind of keep those in the fan posts if, if you'd like, right? <laughs> but no, Hey, look, that is, that is just fine. It is because it's, it's the off season, man. We're not, we're not just all about baseball all the time. I'm sorry. I would drive myself absolutely insane. If all I consumed outside of work was Royals baseball. And have, if the Royals like five free agent signings a week you know i'd be all over that i would i would happily write baseball all off season exactly but the royals are not doing that nope nothing so look we will over a royals review we will keep you up to date with the news um i i will say royals rumblings always super popular um mm-hmm. those and that really gives you a good idea of just how many folks are actually covering Kansas City Royals baseball out there that are not on the beat. Um we got a lot of good Substack contributors. We got a lot of good websites um like Kings of Coffee. Um wow, why am I blanking inside the Royals over there with Jordan Foot? Um all all great stuff. So please go support um those people out there. And speaking of some fan support something that's kind of been bugging me in the back of my head. And I don't know why it's bugging me, but it is. So rumor has it, and it, with every day it becomes more and more real. Rumor has it that the Royals are not hosting a fan fest this year. Um, now, 2020 was, let's see, 2020 was the last year that they did it. Um, they didn't do it in 2021 because of COVID, obviously. And then in 2022, they didn't do it because of the lockout. Now, here comes 2023, where Sherman, the ownership group, you got this new manager, you got all these new coaches and faces, and they're not taking advantage of a traditional venue to get some goodwill from fans and get their face out there. Jeremy, both of us don't really have a a horse in this race because, let's be frank, right here on the East Coast, we wouldn't go out just for Fan Fest anyways. But does it bother you that they are not giving that for fans in the Kansas City area? I've got kind of two different reads on this, and I don't know which one is real. Um, So I, I can read it as they've got a whole new coaching staff 
They've got a bunch of young kids. Um, these are they're not these are not the veterans. This is not Alex Gordon in his tenth season. You know, this is Bobby Wood Jr. heading into his second season. Um, and maybe they're just really focused on coaching and, and f- analyzing where things have gone wrong and figuring out what they want to do next. So that would be positive. But the other way I can read it is kind of the David Glass, early David Glass era, where it's like, oh, you know, let's not spend any money we don't have to spend. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to save this money. We're going to try and move into this downtown stadium. Uh, I'm going to lose a lot of money building that new stadium. Never mind all the money he'll make back yeah. on moving to a new stadium and all the real estate development. Um which is the whole reason they're doing it, but that's beside the point. So it kind of, I could read it as like, oh man, we've really got to focus on the coaching. And I can read it as, oh man, let's not spend any money. Nobody cares about this anyways, or no people don't pay us enough. We lose money on this. We're not going to do it. I don't know which way to go. And there may be, you know, there are probably options that I'm not considering in there. Um, if I was a fan who, who goes to fan fest, either way, I would be upset. I would be like, hey, listen, this is the thing I look forward to. Where is it? Why are you why are you not giving this to me? And I think I do think it's a mistake uh, as they're trying to build support for the stadium to not find every way of building popular support that they can. But I've also said that it was a mistake to not sign a couple at least mid-tier free agents uh, in an attempt to build some of that support, which they've failed to do. So what do I know? And I, John Sherman's the billionaire around here. He knows more about making money than I do, but it just doesn't seem quite right. No, it, it doesn't. And I think they would be making a mistake if they're looking at this listening tour and saying, oh, well, that's that's good enough for fan interaction. Oh, yeah, no, that would be a, that's an awful substitution. It, it, it would. But I <laughs> I think I think maybe that's how they view it. Like, I don't know how many stops that they have on this on this freaking tour. I don't know how long it's going to last. We got what? I think Ugh. right now we're sitting at 47 days until pitchers and catchers report. So it's not like they have this big swath of time to just throw a fan fest. Right. Like they have to make that decision now. And they probably already have. But I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it really doesn't. But I think where my frustration comes from is the fact that they haven't come out and said one way or another. Yeah, clarity is is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the things that drove us nuts about Dayton Moore, right? Was he would say things like, we're really happy with where the team is. The team is, is aiming for 100 losses. Yeah. How can that be true? Like, he would just say things. And, and, and I would always rage, like, why is he saying this obviously false thing? And people were like, well, he doesn't mean it. I'm like, then why is he <laughs> exactly. saying it? Then stop talking if you don't mean it. <laughs> Yeah, I just speak things to me that are truth or that at least are, are plausible. You know, I lying to my face like I'm a dumb dummy is just not not how I want to be treated. And and credit to JJ Piccolo, I think he's been very honest and straightforward when he's talked to us about you know what is the process. Here's my process for how I'm going to do a man hire a manager. Here's my process for. We're probably not going to bring in any free agents this offseason. You know, yep. so he's been very open and honest, um, but they definitely need to communicate more. Yeah, and I think, you know, we'll just keep an eye on their social media, see if something comes out, because I will. And this links back to what we talked about beat writers before with Kansas City and the Kansas City Royals being such a small drop in a smaller market. There's not there's not a whole lot of leaks. 
coming out of one royal way. Like there's not a whole lot of news breaking before the team itself says it. Like today, the Lyle signing being official and the and the Rhino Hearn moved in, come out to the team, put out something. You know, if the Yankees were releasing or trading someone, that stuff would have been out there days before it actually happened. So I credit to them for running a tight ship, man, but just just say it. Just say it. Uh, just to go back to an earlier point, um, the fact that there's there aren't leaks or rumors about the Royals also makes it harder to write about them in the offseason because when the Yankees aren't signing someone, there's still 10 new rumors about who they might sign or trade for that you can talk about. And, and there's just the Royals have not really even been tied anyone uh this offseason except for uh there was this weird thing where somebody was convinced that they were going to sign brandon nimmo and that obviously didn't happen nope uh uh i began i became convinced at one point they were going to sign uh tyler anderson he signed like the first day of free agency so that didn't last <laughs> very long. Like, i got any time to write about that uh so yeah anyway i just wanted to make that point also no thank no thank you very much for for making that point and just to kind of wrap up the the fan fest thing, um, I doubt I doubt Royals leadership is is listening to the latter end of this uh, of this podcast. But just just tell well, us they, they listen religiously. They, Dayton Moore told me so. He said, "I the Royals Review podcast is it's it's the front office's favorite thing." I I even listen. I work for Texas now. And I still listen to it every day. I, I I repeat it. If you don't have a new episode, I'll just repeat it. Oh my god, he's he's going way back in the catalog, way, 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 way back there. But uh, you know, Dayton, I'm sure he had a long drive down to Texas. I'm I sure he's had a long. When I was a genius, I'll listen to those episodes. <laughs> oh my god, I love it, man. I love it. Well, hey, while while you're giving us reviews, why don't we go and knock it out, man? It's time for Royals review reviews. And you're up, Jeremy. All right, so this is inspired by a Christmas present I got uh, from my mother. She hand sewed me a quilt. Quilt. Wow. Uh, and so I am going to go ahead and throw out there as my recommendation Kingdom Hearts, which is now available on every gaming platform, every modern gaming platform Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, so you don't have excuse that you can't play it anymore it's out there um and it is a truly it's it is not uh uh exaggerating at all to say that that i can kind of measure my life before i played kingdom hearts <laughs> and after i played kingdom hearts like, yeah. it's drastically different i would not be where i am today if i hadn't played kingdom hearts uh the, the story is just really charming combination of disney and final fantasy um, you know, it does get more and more anime uh, over the top as the series goes on. But the first one is just really, really strong uh, is storytelling gameplay. They tried to do a platformer thing. It didn't quite work. Yeah, but they tried hard and they fixed a lot of that stuff in the remakes. So uh, if you've never played Kingdom Hearts, uh, I, I would definitely definitely recommend you give it a try. Heck yeah. Well, thank you very much for that review. Um, I've, I've only heard great things. I haven't touched it myself personally, because I honestly don't even know where to freaking start, man. Like how many kingdom hearts are there right now? There, uh, gosh, I mean, there's probably like 
10. Yeah. I mean, there's three mainline games, and if you just play the mainline games, you're gonna you're gonna know most of what's going on. Okay. But they they've got they've got a collection out um, that's got all of the games in it that you can pick up for any of those systems, um, and you just start with the first one and go from there. There you go. All right. Well, I might uh, I might give it a try once uh, once I get done having to fix my uh, sink every other day. All right. Sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, my review, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a book this go around, um, where nobody knows your name by John Feinstein. Um, now Mr. Feinstein has written quite a few, um, sports related columns, sports related books over the years. Um, I did not realize how long he had been around, um, until I looked at his book catalog and he's been around for a minute, but this book does center upon, um, the life in the minor leagues of baseball. And you got to think it, there's only a small percentage of players who will actually make it to major league baseball. And those are really the only stories we will, we will hear at some point. So getting to see behind the curtain a little bit. Now I'm, I'm sure things have changed. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I guess, quality of life things have changed over the years in minor league baseball, but that book did give me a grittier view into minor league baseball so i would very much go check it out and honestly just check out any of his books um this is probably the fourth one that i've read of his and even if i'm not i think like one book was centered all around georgetown basketball like i'm not a am not a big basketball guy and much less georgetown and it was it was a great story nonetheless so please go give that a try and just I, I would suggest this because I have ref, I have found loving it again. Just try to pick up a book at least once. It's it's something that was big in my childhood that I let slide by the wayside with life. And just sometimes it's nice to be able to put the phone down, turn the TV off and pick up a book for a little bit. Right, Jeremy? All my books are on my phone, so you might want to fix that, my guy. Paper is still a thing. You know that, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy, look, I'm lying in bed. What'd you say? It's easier to hold my phone in one hand while I'm lying. I'm lying on my side in bed. I hold my phone with one hand. Hold a book with one hand is harder. You know what? That is an excellent point. I will. I will say this. So when I usually read a lot when I'm on deployment, right? And okay, we're on we're on a, a ship. I just got like these, this tiny little, um, it's called a rack it's where, where we sleep and things like that. And it's so small that I can't just roll over. I have to mm. like get on my side and then like shimmy my shoulders and then roll <laughs> over. But I stopped reading on my phone because I would always be reading up here like this and I would be like falling asleep while I'm reading. So I just like drop my phone on my face yeah. over and over again. So I that is the one drawback. It. At least, a, at least a book has a soft, pillowy cushion when it falls on your face. <laughs> That's true. But, hey, you know what? I teach their own, though. Uh, look, Jeremy, we have, we have rambled on long enough for our listeners. Uh, what do you say we go ahead and get out of here, all right? Uh, are you sure we shouldn't hold them hostage for another five minutes or so? I mean, Dayton Moore held us hostage for quite a few years, so I was like, what? why not? Hi, Dayton. Oh, that's, that's a mean burn. <laughs> mean, mean, mean burn. Oh, my gosh. Guess we know <laughs> where the Grinch went. 
<laughs> but no, look, in, in all honesty, please go check out all the work over at RoyalsReview.com. Um, Greg Walker, who we had on the podcast last week, is still doing his 2022 season in review series. So please go check that out. And Royal Rumblings are coming out every day, even through the holidays. So please go check it out. Jeremy, where can folks find you on social media at? As usual, you'll find me on Twitter at Hakaius, H-O-K-I-U-S. Uh, that's that's where I spend my social media free time. Uh, so, you know, hit me up, tweet at me, DM me. I, I will almost certainly respond unless, you know, like you're just beyond the pale. Then I probably won't. But, you know, reasonable tweets, people, reasonable. <laughs> and I am Jacob Milham. You can find me on Twitter at jmildeham. My DMs are open. My mentions are open. If you got a gripe, complaint, or a compliment once in a while, wouldn't be too bad. Whatever it is, <laughs> please go ahead and send it my way. Jeremy, I know that you are the person behind all the burner accounts, and I need you to stop. Okay? I, uh, I sure that you hadn't figured that out yet <laughs> well they they all were your username but in different ways it was hakaius akaiwis what was the other one hoikus no i'm kidding okay I'm but kidding. that's actually how i do alternate usernames when i'm like add have extra <laughs> users in video games so now i'm a bit concerned about what's going on here oh yikes you you might want to go check that out man but um we won't hold our listeners hostage anymore. Thank you all for listening so much. Please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, thank you for the support. And until next time, go Royals. Go Royals.